0: Hi, everyone. This is Katherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 90. Woo! Yay! We have no idea what that signifies. but you Except know. it's 10 away from 100. It's, it's a 70. nice round number. That's fine. That's fine. This is the podcast... Recorded on the Sunday of the final day of San Diego Comic-Con 2017. And boy, are we tired. Oh my god, yeah. We just, we have had our relaxing sushi dinner, which is apparently a thing that we do after we go to Comic-Con. That's, I've noticed that we've done that a few times and now. And some sake. Yes. Okay, have some sake. Which is why we're a little on the goofy side. So Nathan can chime in on the fact that Kath and I are definitely goofy this evening. Oh Yeah. <laughs> So, I thought it was a really good Comic-Con this year, it in a lot of fantastic. respects. It was fantastic. I don't know how you managed it, because I only did three days of it, and you did... Five. Five. Yeah. Including the preview nights. Yeah, so. exactly. Which preview nights it almost doesn't count, because it's just really, you get there very late at night, and get to see the sales floor when it's not quite as crazy as it usually is. So wow. So, and I only helped out with two interviews. We interviewed the Hasbro team, who's mm-hmm. in charge of designing all the new Transformers toys that are coming out. Yeah. And also helped to interview McGreer Scott and the idw team who are doing the brand new transformers title event coming out yeah so. first strike i guess it was yeah. so yeah well. it was interesting we got there assuming that we were going to interview Grid scott which as far as i can figure what you say is her name which is this big hard to write scottish name if you say mayor grid but say it very fast Margaret. That seems to be the way you pronounce it. I thought we were just going to be interviewing her, but we had another gentleman from IDW, one of the main writers, whose name, I apologize, I do not remember. Because why would we prep for a podcast? No, God, no, never. And very super nice, but it's this first strike, and that's the new storyline that's coming out, and they're both working on it, and I think they assumed that that's what we were going to talk to them about, when really... We were kind of wanting to talk to Marigrid about how Till All In One has been cancelled and what the heck she's going to be working on next, but I guess this was really good too. Yeah. yeah, It was a great interview, so we'll have that uh, video and audio posted up very soon. Yes. Boy, we we were really prepared on this time because we had Jada was filming the main video, and Nathan was on the additional video with photographs going on, and then I had the main audio, and Catherine had the backup audio. I was so proud of us. We had all of that ready before they even came over for the interview, so we did not have to make them wait. Yes, pat ourselves on the back for that one, but it was a good weekend. We got to see Boss Ross, also known as Ross Thompson, who is My God, he created Kingdom Con and runs Kingdom Con every year, and he also is on a gaming company, and he was at the IDW booth doing the gaming demos on a new board game, and he's running a Kickstarter project. And I was like, oh my God, dude, you're not even 35. He's like, yeah, I just turned 29. I'm like... Twenty <laughs> He's really so, nice about it. So we're it. tired and we only do this like one weekend out of the year, oh God, I think. God, and he does it all the time, so it's great. He does say that he does crash fairly hard when it's all done, but... So we also spent a lot of time out on the sales floor. Mm-hmm. We you know, this today our big project was to go by the fifty percent off graphic novel sale and we yes. got a bunch of graphic novels. I got the first Saga graphic novel, yes. which you know I think is if I'm gonna have any of them I'm gonna have that first one. Yes. We also got to go to a panel with Adam Warren and two other writer artists. They both write and do the art for their graphic novels. And I apologize, I don't remember their names either because why would we prepare? But one of them is the writer and artist behind Lady Killers, which sounds fascinating. I'm going to have to read it. And what was the other graphic novel? Bean enough? Town. Bean Town. And that, the gentleman who created it says that nobody can ever describe what it's about, and I will agree with that. Yeah, because it, it, in some ways it reminds me of our stick person drawings. Yes. But it is just so totally random. Yeah. I mean, all they picked perfect panels to do a little slideshow to illustrate that, that it is really hard to describe what the heck's going on in this comic book. But also really appealing to look at. Yeah, yeah very yeah. much so. Because he he talked about how he draws in pictographs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I go for that. I so. do. Yeah, definitely. And of course, I mean, Adam Warren. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, I love the fact that we were talking, and we'll probably have, you know, a little bit of the audio or quotes about the panel afterwards to talk about it, but I love the fact that all three of them are not what you would expect from... Professional writer artists. I mean, it just, the fact that they've got their degrees, maybe. I think the female artists, like, was getting a very expensive art degree and ran out of, of money after three years. Yes. And then she decided she was so tired of having to just do art projects for young adult titles or romance titles. And she decided if she was going to do the job that she wanted, she was going to have to write herself. So that's how she got into writing. Uh, Larry Martyr is the Beantown uh, oh, uh, yes. artist, I think. And he said he is definitely an artist who writes. Yeah, yeah, you know, He is just someone, He is, he's primarily an artist, but he does writing jobs to try to have some control over the story and whereas Adam Warren whose art we have loved ever since we stumbled across it in Dirty Pear Uh, he is a writer who arts is how he describes himself. He is primarily a writer and he does the artwork because it's the most efficient way of telling the story. Exactly. He doesn't even really consider himself an artist. He's just like that's like secondary, (laughs) which we've loved his art for so long and apparently his teachers were not really fond of his manga style, as he pronounces it. the correct manga. I noticed he called it anime and manga and I'm like Andrew Pline, if you're listening, that would make your heart proud. That's how you're supposed (laughs) to (laughs) pronounce it but he said yeah his teacher is it the adam nathan you'll have to help me is it the adam kubert school or the stanley kubert school is that adam kubert is the artist Uh stanley Kubrick is the filmmaker oh okay thank you Adam Kubert is yes. uh, the school of art that he went to, who had apparently asked him at one point when he looked at some of Adam Warren's drawings. He's like, hmm, "Is it a Wendy Penny thing that you're doing?" And that just made all of us giggle. We're like, <laughs> like, "Oh yay, ElfQuest!" <laughs> but yeah, he said he in the end didn't really care what people's opinion of what he was doing was. That's the art that he wanted to do, so their opinion was really kind of secondary and optional and not really important. I'm like, for a guy, and he even admits that he's not the most self-confident guy in the world, but in the end, their opinion really didn't matter and i'm like wow oh, i find that so admirable like, I do It's too. the best way to art i think it's yeah. just like you know it's what i want to do yeah. period yeah exactly so that was awesome um god what else oh oh my god we saw the mst3k the return live show at the balboa theater last night that was so much fun it was the secret movie night and okay nathan what was the title of the movie we watched Alderman the Fantastic Superman. Alderman the Fantastic Superman. Was it originally filmed in another language or was the dubbing just really bad? I think both. Okay, okay. all right. Yeah. It didn't look like the lips were matching up with the sound all the time. It was freaking weird, man. It, oh, was, it was really so, weird. It was like, as Nathan described it, it was James Bond without any of the charm. Yeah. Because it was that level of using women like toys, but it wasn't even charming. It just went all the way over to creepy. So, yeah. And just a stupid storyline. And, and then suddenly he appears in a Mexican wrestling outfit. <laughs> just. One of the MST3K guys said, you know, it's like, what are you, space ghost? Wearing Cyclops' headgear? What's going on Which here? just exactly what it looked like. Oh, it it was just really exactly. And it was just all the things. I mean, they notice. It's like if you've ever gone to a Rocky Horror Picture Show where everybody is shouting out all the things to everything that's going on in the screen, which can get really irritating. These guys are doing that, except it's funny. So it doesn't matter what's going on, whether there's some actor off to the side that looks like a person or there's something going on with a doorway off to the side, they will notice it and make a comment on it and make the whole audience crack up. It's really funny. So yeah, that was definitely, that was at the Balboa Theater. Uh, And I have to say the Balboa Theater seating is whack. It is really weird, it's yeah. It's like, you know, you. I thought all of our three seats were going to be together, but it turns out that the even-numbered seats are on one side of the theater and the odd-numbered seats are on the other side of the theater. So even though we were seats 20... 20- 21 and 22. 22. 20 and 22 were over on one side and 21 was the other. I'm like, bye, Elizabeth. <laughs> I know. I'll, I'll be over here. But I, they do sell beer, so that's okay. Yeah, was that's like, also true. Yes. <laughs> I will sit over here off by myself, which is okay because I want to drink my beer and Instagram some more cosplay pictures, which... Wow, the cosplay, I thought... I Leland from Lost in Sci-Fi Podcast was saying that he had thought that the cosplay wasn't quite as caliber this year, but I saw a lot of really good stuff. That is amazing stuff. I mean, yeah. And not as much Harley Quinn as I was expecting, because no. there's always more Harley Quinn than just about anyone else. Yeah, yeah. But I don't... Even think we saw one Wolverine while I was not, there. So. Not a Which single. Really unusual, I no, think. No. Yeah, that one. There's one Wolverine who is really, really good at his cosplay, but he. Is slightly high on the creepy factor. Like, he's just <laughs> kind of like, he's like, Oh, you want to take my picture? Why don't you come in and take the picture with me? That's all right. Just come on in close up in here and everything. You're like, Ah, ah don't touch me. Ah. <laughs> but he's really good, though. And he's the one also who on Easter, I forgave him a hell of a lot because WonderCon was on Easter one year and he shows up in the Wolverine outfit and he's replaced all of his claws with carrots and he's wearing <laughs> Easter bunny ears. And I'm like, Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. But our cosplay this year, oh my God, yes. Elizabeth and I decided to be go as two of the zealots from the Doctor Strange movie. Yes. Chrysalis' acolytes, minions, whatever. You do an image search under any of those words and you'll get what we were looking for. So yep. we went as a couple of those and we actually had people recognize who we were. It was so, so gratifying. I mean, we've done costumes in past and People are really appreciative. I think people are really appreciative to costumes, you know, even if they don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But this year, we would have people, like, you'd hear a little thing, you know, just off to the side, and someone would be like, oh, it's from Doctor Strange. And they are like, yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> so we wore our costumes to the Mystery Science Theater live show, and we got a couple of responses like that, that was there, nice. too. Also, plenty of the predictable responses of people like, wait, hey, are you guys twins? And like, yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, it was... Who was the stand it was, at that the we Sun- went it was at the Sunstone one. It was the Sunstone That's stand. That's right. We went, I stopped by the Top Cow stand, and they had Sunstone graphic novels four and five, so I had to grab both of those. Yes. And I was paying for them, and the guy who was checking us out was extremely nice, and he looked at us, and he said, okay, I'm sure you guys get this a lot, but I have to ask, are you two cousins? I'm like, ah, oh, we haven't gotten that one <laughs> That's very clever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was very, and then if you have been on pixelatedgeek.com, I have not posted anything on the Pixelated Geek Instagram feed. Uh, Jada has done a ton on there, but, the person who is really just blowing it out of the water, Nathan, has posted all the cosplay pictures on pixelatedgeek.com. And, and he even remembers to hand out our little pixelated geek business cards more than we ever do. Oh, God, yes. So thank you big time to Nathan because he's gotten us so many more followers on Instagram and also thank you to Jada because she keeps putting up videos and people love the videos and they especially love Jada's videos because she has the southern accent going on and that's all kinds (laughs) of fun well we should also mention that Nathan also went in costume this year yes he did yes Yes, Nathan went as Peter Parker which was great because Nathan's a photographer okay so he could actually wear his glasses and his camera while he was doing cosplay and completely randomly his cousin Dan and and the whole family showed up and they all looked wonderful and Dan was dressed as Clark Kent and so we have a picture of Dan and Nathan as Clark Kent and Peter Parker and our friend David who does reviews for the site said a reminder that journalists are also heroes and I'm like yay <laughs> That worked out very very well. So and that Nathan, you guys didn't plan that, right? Nope. You no, nope. totally co- total coincidence. That was really very very awesome. Ran into a ton of people. I would I would mention everybody's name that we ran into. I will mention some of the names of the people we ran into. Though I'm sure I'm going to forget people. My friend Jerry who used to work at the paper. Um, my friend Veronica works at the paper. Ross, of course, we mentioned running into Ross. Um, got selfies with Leland and Don. So that was very awesome as well. Uh, Elizabeth's friend. Alex. Red oh, and Alex de who got another picture of us in our cosplay, which was an excellent shot. And, yeah, it just... I thought the vibe was really good this year. Like, people just seemed to be in a good mood. Yep, and there are some interesting things that were announced in Hall H, which we did not get a chance to go to, but Mm -hmm. uh, the Stranger Things trailer has dropped, Mm -hmm. which looks really good. The Thor Ragnarok trailer dropped, which looks off the hook. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, all sorts of things going on. I think, have to look up a little bit more information about the BBC panel, because I think... um, uh, Capaldi, I believe was there. Yep, so yep. definitely want to check that out see what's coming up for the next season. Yes. We're, we're very, I don't know if we've talked about it on this podcast, but of course, by this point, you should know that the next doctor has been announced and it's a girl. So yay. <laughs> yay. Judy Whitaker. Yay. And if you don't know who that is, if you ever saw the TV show Broadchurch, which will rip a piece of your heart out, but she played the mom of the kid who gets murdered and She's almost unrecognizable because she's a brunette in there and she's blonde as the doctor. So it took us a minute to realize that's who it was. But yeah, we got done today and we stopped by the art show to pick up the remaining pieces, which I thought the art show, it was pretty good. Sales were definitely a little lower this year because the art show was in a 100% different location. Several doors down from the convention. I thought it was right across the street. No. It was a little bit of a stroll to get there. A little bit, but we both sold a good portion of our pieces, more than made up for the fee to get into the art show which if you're not familiar with that, it's not expensive to do the art show. And if you're an artist who does prints or jewelry or whatever, you should look into doing the Comic-Con art show because... I, it's a really good experience and it's not expensive and you get to put your stuff up and the art show volunteers are going to look after your stuff all weekend. You don't have to be there. They'll take credit card payments and they'll cut you a check. So it's yeah, And nice, I think, you know, most of the time to get your stuff in a gallery, you're going to be paying more in commission than what we yeah. paid in fees yeah. to do this. Yeah, Catherine actually asked that. She's like, oh yeah, what percentage does Comic-Con take from your sales? I'm like, nothing. It's just, you know, <laughs> they, you have your fee that you pay and then they cut you check for what you sold and that's it so it's a good deal all around very nice hopefully next year I don't know either they'll have it in a closer location or maybe you know this is the first year in a new location and people just weren't used to it maybe people will come by but it is in the same building as the Robert H. Heinlein Blood Drive and it's also right next to registration at the Manchester Grand Hyatt yep and they had a very nice lobby that we stopped in and had yes. at Guinness while we were waiting for our turn to pick up our pieces yeah. after the sale so. that's a good place to hang out I mean I'm sitting here I'm like, here it is, this giant, big, fancy hotel. We walk over a very nice lounge area, uh, tables free all over the place. I'm thinking, are they reserved? I mean, maybe we're not supposed to be here. Maybe we're not special. No, just hang out, sit down. Waitress comes, gets your order. They're all very nice. Good spot to hang. But in the end, I mean, everything else is just that over the course of many, many days. You know, you just get just so much sensory overload from being on the sales floor. I mean, it got crazy. It got seriously, seriously. Like, Thursday was pretty packed. You guys weren't there yet. But I thought today we were walking over by the half-price graphic novels, and it was, like, jam-packed. Yeah, you would move forward a few inches and wait, and move forward a few inches and wait. And I know that doesn't sound appealing to some people, but the bargain hunters were out in force on the sales floor today. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, the half-price graphic novel, which is, like, way over in the far right side, close to the exit doors, I'm pretty sure she knocked at least $5 off our total, maybe even $10. Because at the end of the day, they don't want to cart any of this back. They just want you to take it with you. So we got a pretty good deal on some graphic novels. What did you pick up? I got the first graphic novel of the Saga series. Nice. I got, which you've already read, but... You know. Yeah, yeah, which I wanted to have. Um, I got the... Rachel Rising? Yes, I got the first graphic novel from Terry Moore's Rachel Rising series, which I have no idea what to expect from this. I'm afraid I wasn't all that thrilled with his Echo series, so I'm glad I'm getting this one at a discount. But, you know, I think it actually did very well, so I think it might be pretty good. And I got... Cinnamon. Yes, I got Sandman The Wake, the final book of the Sandman series, because I think that's one I don't have yet. Nice. The only thing I got, I was looking at several things. There was a SinFest one that I may or may not have had. There was a TransMetro... SinFest? Uh, sorry, Sin City. Sin City. That's wow, totally different. Boy, I would have paid a lot of money for a SinFest one. I mean, that's, <laughs> I've been rereading a lot of the SinFest stuff. That's a great webcomic. Yeah, if you need... SinFest.net. Don't yes. look up because that'll probably take you to porn. Yeah, yeah. SinFest.net. Amazing. And this is an, a, a web comic guy who never misses a day. He just doesn't <laughs> miss a single day. But no, um, Sin City. But in the end, I wasn't sure about that one. But I did find the hardcover copy of Chris Boshilo's first volume of his run on Doctor Strange. And since he just finished the run on Doctor Strange, I wanted to have this. I've got everything in Comicsology, but... I love Chris Boschlow so much. I'm really going to miss him on that book. I don't know if I'm going to read it without him on it. Nathan, what did you pick up today on the sales floor? gizmo's Institute shirt from the Shout Factory. Nice. Yeah. Print from um, Monkey Minion Press. Oh, that's right. And, oh, there was uh, one booth that had the old-fashioned matchbook covers, but they were done in a particularly cool style. Yeah, and... Mystery Science Theater one, a Godzilla one, and one other one that I can't remember right off the yeah. top of my head. Yeah, that's, I mean... It's just such a great spot. Go to small press and pick up all these great prints and cool little tchotchkes and buttons and pins and all sorts of stuff to spend money on. So we just, we spent all the money. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Ha ha. I remembered. You had a famous person sighting, sort of. Yeah, I saw the back of Stanley's head. Yes, (laughs) that totally counts. I heard him say Excelsior. Wow. And just as I walked around the corner where the, the Marvel bent setup was, I could just see him walking down the steps. So I saw the back of his head, but no, that was it. <laughs> it totally counts. counts. It completely counts. I got to see very briefly the blonde woman from Daredevil, and also she was in True Blood. I don't remember her name because why would I prepare? So there you go. And we saw Jeff Smith as we were walking down the aisle. He's the guy behind the comic strip Bone. So there you go. Other than that, that's going to wrap us up. So keep an eye out on pixelatedgeek.com because we are going to have a lot of photo galleries because I try to limit the photo galleries to 100 photos apiece. And I know we've got a lot more than that and from many different people. Um, and uh, including one that's going to go up as of time of this recording tomorrow but as of time that this episode drops several days ago because time is weird weird. and it's going to be pictures of Comic-Con from all of the friends of pixelatedgeek.com who happen to be downtown because I love those kind of photo galleries. This is like people that you know and it's just pictures of the Spreckles Theater because Conan was playing there and pictures of people out on the waterfront and the sales floor and random cosplay shots from out in the world and the Gaslamp District and, you know, just really, really good stuff. Oh, Jade is going to put up a post on the Star Trek Discovery Experience. It's a gallery in the Gaslamp that we went into with a lot of the stuff from the upcoming show, which is coming out very, very soon. But other than that, keep an eye out on com. Apologies that this episode is probably going to be a few days late before we drop it because we are headed to Sequoia National Park. And uh, that's a good way to wind down from being around hundreds of thousands of people we're gonna go to a national park Uh, a little bit of time away from it all yeah just for a bit yeah nature don't Mm -hmm. you know other than that one way or the other um we will have bunches of stuff on the site and we will talk to everybody in one week talk to y'all later